Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And Kendall Leah. Today, guys, it's another bodybuilding basics series. You guys are really enjoying this, and honestly, we're really enjoying it too. But we really wanted to get into today the positive and the negative side of competing because we just want to be completely upfront and honest with some of the things in the industry that can potentially be amazing and literally transform your life because that's what it's done for me. But then I can also talk about things that I've struggled with during our industry, during being in this industry. So we're going to talk about kind of like the light and the shadow side of a specific topic. So as we go down, we're going to talk about the light and shadow side of each individual benefit that bodybuilding can have and then the little shadow side of that and probably some of our like experiences of actual things that we've experienced happen to us in our lives because I've had things that have been unbelievably incredible that have nothing to do with bodybuilding why I'm on prep like business deals um yeah like meeting incredible people that transform my life and that like I end up doing amazing things with like Kendall was a reason that I um, that I'm talking about right now is that I met Kendall through bodybuilding and through that, like we became besties, like from doing this sport, like there's so many amazing things, but we also want to make you aware because awareness will lead you down a better path than being completely unaware and then going into this industry and just jumping in. That's why we wanted to make sure that this was important. Yes. I feel like if anything, like any time we share anything negative about bodybuilding, I think take it in a sense of like, we're trying to help you stay prepared for what you're going through. Like we're never saying anything is like so bad that you shouldn't even do the sport. Like obviously we've both competed so many times. It's obviously like the good ways out the bad, but it's good to be honest about some of the bad attributes or else if you don't expect it, I feel like those types of like negative things can creep up on you. So if anything, you listening to this right now are going to be a better competitor because you have that level of awareness of what (laughs) could potentially go wrong. You're welcome. You're welcome. So first we're going to talk about the benefit of having improved confidence and self-esteem. So this is like a big one in the sport. A lot of people, I think, attribute the confidence and self-esteem to their physique only. Mm -hmm. But for me, one of the things that the confidence and self-esteem comes from is actually keeping the promises that I make to myself because I just want you to like, just visualize this. Keeping the promises that you make to yourself has such an impact on confidence and self-esteem because when you don't keep a promise to yourself, How do you feel afterwards? Do you feel confident or do you feel less confident in the thing that you're doing? So for example, if you set out in the morning and you're like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do cardio and you skip it and then maybe you skip your meal and then maybe you just eat out, you order DoorDash. It's kind of like a vicious cycle. Yeah, you're like letting yourself down over and over. Yeah, so then when you're going through prep and you're continuously showing up for yourself, doing the things that you say you're going to do, whether it's cardio, sticking to your meal plan, going to the gym, trying your best, even when you feel like you don't have anything left, your confidence is literally slowly building. I always think of it as kind of like I have a little chart above my head and I'm like ticking boxes of like confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people get on prep, they feel unstoppable because they're showing up for themselves every day and doing the things that they say they're going to do. Because every time that I don't do something that I say I'm going to do, the cycle for me is guilt and shame. 
I'm guilty that I didn't mm-hmm. go and do the thing that I said I was going to do because I really want what's best for me physically, emotionally, and spiritually, but I'm not acting like that. The what I want isn't actually reflective of what my actions are. And then after that, I feel guilt and shame. And when you're in the guilt and shame frequency, you start doing things that a person like that would feel. So you constantly are trying to validate your guilt and shame by continuously (laughs) doing things that make you feel worse. So for me, when I was really struggling with binge eating, I'd be super confident and my self-esteem would be so high because I was on prep and I was doing all the things I said I was going to do. And then I'd have like a binge eating episode. And then I felt so much guilt and shame because of that. And then I thought, well, since I'm already this crappy person that I'm thinking in my brain that I am, that I might as well just continue to go down that spiral. So this is how people yo-yo is they let one of those quote unquote mishaps spiral into them going back to the person that they're trying not to be. And they actually not truly are. So yeah, that was a long winded answer to that, but I'm just very, pas- a good answer, I'm very though. passionate well, about no, this. Yeah. I think we both have a similar experience with that. And like anyone that's gone through a prep or like maybe you're even just starting, you realize that that like self-discipline really teaches you what you're capable of. And that's, that's an empowering feeling like to prove really to yourself is. of like, I didn't think I could do an hour in the Stairmaster. And now I do it every single day is mm-hmm. like proving to yourself, like you're capable of this. You should feel good about yourself. You should feel confident. So like, I I completely agree. And then same with that negative side is like post-show has always been the hard part for me of like, then falling into that cycle of like, oh, I should be ashamed that I'm no longer doing that. But that's really not the case. That's more so like, I guess like a mental block we put on ourselves. Like it's okay to no longer be in prep. Like your body needs that type of balance, but it's hard to recognize that when you're in it. Yeah, definitely. I always tell people at least post-show because I get a lot of DMs about post-show. And in my opinion, post-show is way harder than prep. Yes. And a lot of people would probably agree with me just because no one prepares you for that. Um, A lot of coaches don't prepare you for that Mm -hmm. because you're not working with them anymore. They're not taking you through a reverse diet. They're not there with you mentally because kind of that's not really their job. And a lot of them don't believe that's their job to do which most coaches should have a reverse reverse dieting is really hard like a harder diet plan to follow than a prep diet because I almost view it like you're in school and like when you're in school you like do your schoolwork and like you have teachers looking over you and that's like your quote-unquote coach and that's the time and then like summer break hits and you're like I have freedom I don't have to do any of my responsibilities and then you don't do any of your homework yeah exactly and (laughs) And like you might have summer reading are you doing it no that's kind of what like trying to follow a reverse diet has always been for me is like just really hard to be like well now I have this freedom and I'm choosing to still like follow kind of like the same macros that I was doing a week ago but I don't have a show coming up what's the point so that's like a vicious mindset cycle you can get stuck into. For oh, sure. definitely. And, um, also one thing that I at least wanted to point out during this time is that, um, the most important thing too, is that I said it a little bit at the beginning, but this confidence and self-esteem, it's definitely incredible to feel these things, but a lot of people come from the place of only feeling confidence and self-esteem if their body is moving forward Mm -hmm. versus showing up and doing the things that you say you're going to do. They can be definitely equal because of course, like you're going to feel great when you set out to lose weight and you actually lose weight. But when you're so attached to your confidence and self-esteem relies on having a physique 
that you love and being shredded and being muscular, then you're going to be really disappointed because when you get into the off season, you're going to go back to being a healthy body fat, eating more food. And this is honestly the biggest struggle that I have is not relating my confidence and self-esteem to how my body looks. Cause I can be confident and I can have really good self-esteem and my body can look whichever way, but I've really still struggle with having my confidence being attached to how my body looks because I'm also getting feedback from other people when my body looks shredded and great that boosts confidence. Like people will tell you stuff to start believing that like you're taught that like, Oh, you should feel confident because you look good. And it's like, really, it shouldn't have a tie at all. I've talked about it a few times, like mini tangent, um, in like Instagram captions and stuff where I've talked about like my evolution with confidence and how I am. Like I consider myself confident now because of the way I look. No, but because of, I started like looking at other attributes I'm allowed, like allowed quote unquote to be confident in are like, I love my, my drive. I love my willingness to help other people. I like, Mm -hmm. I love my heart. Like those are things that like you can be confident in without tying it to like, I love that I have abs. I love that my quads are getting bigger. Like try to make your confidence not tied to physical attributes, but more mental. Yeah. And I know this is definitely easier said than done because we both still struggle with this a lot, but I just wanted to make it completely aware. Like where is your confidence truly coming from? Is it coming from all these attributes that actually make you you? Or is it coming from this physical body that is literally just a meat sleeve that's eventually going <laughs> to slag a, like sag away and what are you going to be left with? Yeah. Like that's what I always think about. Yeah. So let's talk about the shadow side of the confidence and self-esteem, which could be body image issues. So when you are like in pursuit of this ideal physique, in bodybuilding, sometimes it could lead to body dysmorphia, which we talked about before. You can also have like obsessive uh, tendencies with your appearance, which we've definitely talked about before, Mm -hmm. because you're focusing so much on the aesthetic aspect of how you look, because it has a lot to do with how well you perform, but then there's that obsessive need to be leaner, be shredded, be more grainy, see more veins. And it can be a very vicious cycle because- For me, I have been uh, like absolutely shredded and had zero confidence. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Yes. We all get there. I feel like as confident and as high as you can feel with seeing the progress is also a low you can get when the progress stops. So like if you plateau even for like a day, I remember I would weigh myself like every single day, take my measurements. I would weigh myself sometimes twice a day and that's terrible. Exactly. It was terrible. And if my weight was lower at night, surprise, surprise, after you had food and water and worked out, Mm -hmm. like obviously it's going to be higher. I would start beating myself up. So like that's definitely, I think that's why we're stressing so much to make your confident ties not to your body because Mm. If they are, it's hard to then, when you don't see progress, get so unmotivated by that. I mean, even my own personal example, and I shared this on a past YouTube video, it's, and my coach just like made me feel so much better about it. This is why I freaking love him. This is like number 567 of why I love my coach. But I messaged him and I did a body fat. Yeah, I already posted this YouTube video. It was my physique update. And I genuinely know that my physique looks better. Like in my heart, I know and I see it in the mirror and people are telling me at Alexis at the gym, one of our friends mm-hmm. um, who ironically is coached by my coach as well, oh, which I is funny. Yeah, she saw me and she hadn't seen me in a couple of weeks. She goes, you're looking amazing. She's like, I'm so happy for you. Uh-huh. And I was like, 
I really needed that because I did my check-in with my coach today and I went and got an in-body scan and I was like, it didn't really change much, Mm -hmm. but my physique has changed. And my coach literally checked it immediately because in my check-in, I was like, this is just something that's on my mind and I'm being honest with you. And when, when in the past I would get into that cycle, I would do the self-sabotage and I would go, oh, well, my body hasn't changed. So that means that I'm not doing a good job at what I do. I'm not showing up to the things I say I'm going to do. I might as well lay off plan because I already suck. And then I'm sad and still in that guilt and shame vibration. And that's not where I wanted to be at all. So um, what I feel like happens a lot is that there's a big impact on like your mental health that can happen, your self-esteem, and most importantly, I feel like the unrealistic beauty standards that happen in bodybuilding. I, oh, yeah. I remember being an amateur and comparing myself to all the pros that have been training for years and mm-hmm. being mad at myself and discrediting all my hard work because I didn't look like them. And Zach yeah. would literally be, she's 34 and she's been competing forever. You're literally 22 and you've done it for a year. Yeah, That's dumb. And I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> you also have to think like people compare themselves to you at this point. Yeah. And like to those listening, Julia has been training legs three times a week for years. She works her ass <laughs> off. Like it's one of those things that like you can use other people as motivation, but don't, don't, belittle yourself because of it like don't compare yourself like my quads will never look like julia's and that is okay i mean genetically they just (laughs) they they never will no matter how hard i worked and i feel like that can like definitely discourage people you also can't really tell someone's like body type just seeing them on stage like i think it's a little easier when they're lined up against other people but especially i remember watching i would always when i was an amateur i am an amateur but when i was like first starting um I would see girls on like the national stage because I was more obsessed with like who's turning pro. And obviously there's height classes. So I'd be looking- That was even better to look at, honestly, than than looking at Olympians. True. Um, (laughs) But I would look at like class A not realizing these girls are so much shorter than me. And I'm like, whoa, like I'm not built like that at Mm. all. And like you see them all lined up and they all look the same. So you're like, oh, everyone everyone looks like that. No, they don't. That's not my height class. I will never look like that. Like just little things like that. Like try not to compare, try not to a mistake I've made. And that we can move on to the, like the next category but i used to also look up all the girls doing my same show never do that never do never. that you everyone loses body fat differently i would also like use it as my motivator i'd be like oh i feel like i'm like leaner here than this girl maybe maybe i will win that yeah. shouldn't be why i'm believing in myself yeah. at all Mm-mm. like what a negative source of like confidence that's <laughs> one of my biggest things that i tell anybody that like dms me or anyone i'm like do not focus on what anybody else is doing. One of the, my favorite quotes, I think I'm probably going to mess it up is from Russ. And he says it was actually a trending sound on TikTok like last year or something, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I'm too busy, um, eating my own fruit to check if yours is sweeter, something like that. And then there's something about like something about the the grass being greener. I'm too busy like doing my grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like watering my grass. Something like that. Greener. And I yeah. and it's so simple, but I'm like, you're so right. You need to be so busy just working on how you're doing spiritually, physically, emotionally, where how confident you feel in yourself and how well you're doing to check on to see if anyone else is because they got their own struggles of them, their own. Mm-hmm. And by you like being the eyes and seeing what everybody else is doing, you're going to sabotage yourself into doing more poorly than you probably ever would. Yeah. And that spiral we talked about yeah. happens. The last thing that I want to say on this body image issue is kind of tied to the unrealistic beauty standards, but you kind of start chasing that look. You chase that feeling. You chase that, 
leanness and it can be like a vicious cycle of feeling like you almost need to be that all the time and you start to expect so much from yourself that it can lower your confidence and self-esteem because if you're not at that level 110, because when you're a bodybuilder, I don't care if you're amateur or pro, that's a difficult thing to do. And only a percentage of people in this world do it. And only a smaller percentage get to the point where they're at the Olympia stage. So you should be so proud that you're doing that. But what happens is that you get in that vicious cycle of like needing more, needing more. And if it's not all the way up here at 110%, then it doesn't mean anything. And then nothing means anything. (laughs) On this point, we've seen some Olympians get called out for Photoshopping their stage shots. And that is wild to me. If that isn't proof enough that these people that have achieved like one of the top 1% level of the sport are still having self-esteem issues. Like that, I feel like that's proof enough. We could just end the episode. (laughs) I'm I'm dead serious. And you're so right. Because I thought the same thing when I would see those. I was like... If these top five Olympians are photoshopping their photos and they're top five in the whole world and I'm over here picking at my body, it's like comparing yourself to comparing myself to them. Like they also must have some sort of self-esteem issue or not think they're good enough, even though they're literally been told that they're the best in the world and it still wasn't enough. Even though people see them in person and are like freaking out at like how insane their physique is, they still don't feel lean enough. So that's proof enough that like it's a fully in your head at that point. And it's inevitable. Like you may be listening to this and being like, oh, that won't affect me. Like I'm confident. I believe in myself. It hits some, everyone at some point in their fitness journey, um, especially on like the bodybuilding level and in prep and whatnot. But like, even if you think you're immune to it, like it creeps up on everyone. It'll creep up on you in different little sneaky ways that you never thought, even if it's just like you looking at what someone else is doing or you're, you quote unquote, don't train as hard. And then all of a sudden everything is just, oh, I'm like, the whole day is ruined. Exactly. So little things like that. So let's go back to the positive side. So another light version and amazing quality of bodybuilding industry is just physical fitness. Like that's the best shape I will ever be. Yeah. The best shape that you'll ever be in their physical strength, your endurance, your overall fitness, and you can build lean muscle mass improve your cardiovascular health because a lot of people don't do cardio unless they're on prep. Like (laughs) kind of me too. Don't tell my coach. And, um, you can enhance your body composition. Like this is a really great feeling and you're putting your body and you're testing it to its limits where you probably think that your limit is like way down here. Mm -hmm. But then when you go on a prep, like you see what you're freaking capable of. And most of the time you're, um, body doesn't give up at the point that you think it will. The, the biggest thing that I want to say here is not to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm a savage. And um, I, when I'm at the gym, I don't compete with the girls. I compete with the guys yeah. because uh, trauma. And um, <laughs> I I, we, we can't go down that road for, for too long. But um, Zach and his new bestie, which is, oh, I've seen the TikToks. <laughs> yes. And they literally look the same, don't they? My my boyfriend literally has a new bestie named Brayden, and he's an IFBB pro. And they trained together. So they were doing the pit shark, and they had, like, five plates on each side. And I was watching Zach do it, and he made, like, a little comment because he knows how I work. And if you tell me that I can't do something, I'm going to do it ten times better, and I'm also going to crush you. <laughs> 
in the well, process. In the process. Um, that's just how I get motivated. Other people get motivated like Kendall, where you say like, good job, you did great. <laughs> yeah. um, me, that doesn't work for me. I need you to I tell me that I'm the worst and, or I can't do it and mm-hmm. I will do it 10 times harder. So Zach made some like silly comment because he knows how I work about me not being able to do that. I was training upper body that day. Didn't warm up, didn't train. I didn't train. know that. I saw this video. Yeah, I should have mentioned that also. But I was literally training up or doing tricep press downs and I'm watching him. He makes a little comment from across the gym. And I was like, um, I could do that easily. I haven't done that in uh, months. I haven't done five plates on each side in months. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that since last season. Yeah. So, But I said, I can do that. I did 20 reps. Which 20, 20 reps of five plates on each side just because just I just as an F you <laughs> uh, just as an F you and I did it with pause reps also uh-huh. so like he goes oh you're you're going like too low and you're hitting the bottom just to like mess with me uh-huh. and then so I paused at the bottom looked him dead in the face went up <laughs> paused at the bottom and you just kept watching savage. it yeah but the point of this story is to show that you are so much more capable of the doing things than you believe and this physical fitness aspect of it can definitely flow into other aspects of your life and the the confidence and self-esteem aspect. Once these start getting improved and you start getting better, your confidence, your self-esteem gets better, your physical fitness gets better. You start doing these things in other aspects of your life. You're more inclined to like have a better relationship with your friend. Mm -hmm. You're more inclined to go and you have the confidence and self-esteem to go after that position at work. I'm telling you, it sounds like it's not related, but it very much is. To me, bodybuilding is life. Bodybuilding is just another form of how we do life. I think it generates a little more like mental clarity when you're focused so much on like your physical and mental health for a certain period of time that it like forces you to then assess the other things that maybe aren't so positive in your life and be like, well, where can I improve there? And where can I improve on that? And then what I wanted to add is like every year for some reason during prep, like four weeks out, no food in my system, I'll PR on squat. And it's just because you're training like, you might be obsessed with the gym right now and maybe you've never done a prep or competed before and you think you're obsessed with the gym, but like still, you might go out on a weekend. You might mm-hmm. eat a cheat meal or two more than you would typically do or you might like skip a workout because you're just not feeling it that day. Yeah. When you're in prep, you can't do any of that. Like yes. everything has to be 110%. And when you really give the gym 110%, like you do get stronger, even if you're eating less. Like it's crazy how our muscles work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You're just... Your body starts adapting to what you're doing to it. And if you're just used to training at a level of like four out of 10, mm-hmm. then you'll, and you stay there, you're going to always stay there if you don't increase the weight, if you don't increase the intensity. Yeah. But when you're on prep and you're really focusing on your physical fitness and putting the best foot forward and the best body forward and the most strength then you can put that level four to a level 10 and your physique can massively change just because of the intensity and the weights that you're lifting because now you have the confidence to do so. Yeah. So let's talk about the negative, the little shadow side of this. This can be definitely injury strain and injury risk. So I haven't gotten injured on a prep. Luckily I've, I've been in a lot of sports where I should have gotten injured, but I Thank you, God, I've never have. Mm. But with how much strain you are putting on your body through cardio, posing, training. Malnutrition, um, too, malnutrition. if you're not eating enough. Exactly. This can definitely happen. You're leaning out. So when you lean out, you're actually more, um, what's the word? In you got this. Pseudo, no, you're actually more. 
sensitive to injury. Mm -hmm. I, there's so many people that like the last two weeks of show, they like bruise like a peach because you're turning into like a skeleton. You're more likely like my legs have buckled down the stairs because I'm just so little at that point. Um, almost like falling downstairs. Um, I personally, I know you sweat a lot, but I get so cold when I'm that. Oh yes. I get cold. That's the only time in my life I'm ever cold. (laughs) cold. Yes. just you like freeze those at little night. things you don't think about. I used to sit the last two weeks before my show because I did, I was that person that would bruise so easily. And I'm Ooh. already clumsy, but when also you're not like really eating enough to like fuel brain functions 100%. You're literally just eating yeah. to survive. Yeah, at that point, barely. barely. <laughs> um, I would be running into things all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. I have many posing videos of while I'm posing, I'll cramp up and fall to the ground. I mm-hmm. should probably post one of those. It's pretty funny now looking back. But at the time I was like, what the heck? So I would sit there with ice on my legs like for two weeks before yes. a show yes. just to like calm down the injuries I was causing yeah. to myself. And like swelling just from like the amount of cardio you're doing. And at that point, there's, there's not as much there's little to no wiggle room of what you can do. So you might have struggles with actually recovering and you really get really tired. You're definitely more increased uh, and more prone to injury. So Mm -hmm. during that point, that's also why most competitors will do the last two weeks, like a deload week, Mm -hmm. like where I'm barely lifting everything. I'm just activating the muscle because I can't, my, my, my weight gets like, halved maybe even like a fourth of what it is at the very end because I'm just at that point it's not strength goals it's just how does my physique look and it could be very discouraging and so just really be careful during those points like there's some coaches that take it to a level where it actually doesn't need to go and I've, I've heard a lot of people that do that like for example this weekend I actually I'm about 12 weeks out now and I was telling my coach, cause I have a whoop and it tells me about my recovery. Mm-hmm. I told him my recovery has went from 13% and I was like, today it's at 51. It hasn't gotten above there. And I just told him that I didn't expect him to change anything about my program, yeah. but he did. He's like, okay, take the next coach. two. Yeah. <laughs> he says, take the next two days of cardio. He didn't change my diet. Oh, well he actually did change my diet. Um, he only changed one thing. He's like, take the next two days of cardio off and then start back cardio on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And he says Saturday we'll have a little bit of a high carb day. It was just maybe a hundred ec- or maybe 50 extra grams of carbs. Yeah. Then which normal. makes a big difference when you're which in Which makes prep. a big difference. That's like a giant bowl of Rice Krispies cereal. The reason I know that is because I measure out my <laughs> Rice Krispies cereal. Um, so my body felt better. I literally looked on my whoop and my, my recovery finally went back to 91% on Monday. Good. And so this can actually promote me more weight loss. Cause there'll be a certain point where you're driving your body into the ground. And sometimes my body does this. It just stops. It's like, yo, it won't move anywhere. And that Same. happens a couple times to me during my preps where I'm going too hard for too long that my body stops responding. Yeah, Our bodies react to stress. And like that is a form of stress, whether it's phys- physical or mental, like true. your body will become more inflamed or hold more water or whatever it is. Another thing I want to note, just because like, we're honest about bodybuilding. There's a lot of PED, like performance enhancing drug use in the industry. And that can also so drastically affect like injury and health risks, like heart issues, kidney issues, liver issues. Those are all things to also consider. This isn't just like external physical health. It's also internal for sure. There can be a lot of negative sides. And there's been like, there's a lot of 
videos like online of bodybuilders passing out on stage Mm -hmm. and I don't know the exact reason why this happens but it could be because when you're going through peak week what you're trying to do is make your muscles look as full as you can but as also as lean as you can so there's a process of drying out which is like limiting your water so that you literally have no water on your body and you just can see every little tiny detail but there's also maybe a use of diuretics that happens which Mm -hmm. can help you lose more water fastly so you're like peeing you're like painfully dehydrated painfully dehydrated which can cause you to faint on i stage. go deaf every year oh my god i literally i remember that yeah i remember that she's I, like yeah i'm deaf right now i'm like it's okay every single peak week or usually the last like week and a half when we start manipulating like water and salt which like every coach i've had has approached that differently but still in the fashion of we're pulling water into your show yeah um i go deaf in my left ear completely i don't know what the tie is but that's how yeah. i know i'm dehydrated that's so I still get it sometimes. Like last week, I like lost it for a day. I when was like, I need to chug water. Yeah. You did. I feel like the, one of the last times we hang out, you said that I'm a little deaf in my ear. I know yeah. I need some water. And well, I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. I should probably go see a doctor about that. But that's like proof enough that like you're getting so dehydrated. It's affecting other parts of your body. Exactly. Yeah. So just, just remember to be super careful during this. I know some of, some people have had some horror stories about coaches, which mm-hmm. we've talked about in previous episodes, but yeah, you can also the light side of this being the best physical shape of your life and feel like you're pushing in the intensity level and feel great. And then also you can be really struggling with recovery. You can also really be prone to injury mm-hmm. and just being a little tiny baby Bambi at the <laughs> oh. end. Oh, one thing I wanted to add, uh-huh. um, the past, I think my first two shows, I got in a car accident um, leading into peak week. Me too. Because I was, my, my brain was so foggy that I didn't look who was behind me and I just backed into them. Luckily. Okay, mine wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, no. I was literally parked and there's a car directly behind me and I just backed We've into them. We've all been there. And he was so nice and he literally just said, go. Really? Yeah, he said, go. I had someone rear end me, which wasn't really my fault, but also during a peak week, I was yeah. leaving a photo shoot, like a, my peak week photo shoot. And mm-hmm. I was like in a bikini only driving on like I-10 in Houston and he rear ended me. And then yep. another year, I also like my brain fog just gets so bad at that point that I think I did like clip someone's like rear end when yeah, we were turning. You're just like not something thinking stupid. Yeah. clearly, which is so dangerous. So please just just be extra careful and aware. Maybe just stay. We should stay all just home. be. We should just be bubble boys at that point. When we're on peak week, we need a bubble yeah. surrounding us so that we just roll around and we don't get hurt. It's so funny. Okay, so next we're gonna move on to the light side of bodybuilding, which is the mental resilience that you get. And we kind of talked about this a little bit with like the confidence and self esteem and with the physical fitness. But bodybuilding will challenge you physically and mentally, and just helping you foster that mental resilience and determination to overcome obstacles, which can go and flow into other aspects of your life. Amen. <laughs> I love how you like had to lift your body to like go onto your little I feel thing. like everything you're like, you're saying, it's just like, as another competitor, I'm sure competitors listening, you're like, yeah, basically yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. Like this is one of those positives where like, I mean, we kind of said it earlier, just like proving to yourself what you're capable of doing isn't just like physically motivating. It's super mentally motivating. Like, oh, for sure. I always make my why when I'm talking about like competing, which we talked about like in the mental side of bodybuilding basics um, is always like proving to myself what are you capable of doing? Because it's always more than you think you are. So you're like yeah. proving to yourself you're more capable than you're you more powerful you than you, you think you are. Yep. You're more powerful than you think. It's Our tagline. just 
literally, it's so true. And you can experience this when you're in bodybuilding because you, um, you can lift more than you think. You can take more strain than you think. You mentally can take more on than you think. And it's very inspiring and it's very motivating and it can feel really awesome. And then we have the, um, this discipline and this like insane, like mental resilience that you'll build from doing that. The shadow side of that can be like obsessive tendencies to where you're so focused on, you, you tend to get like obsessive about being awesome. Yeah. What I mean by that is like, yeah, you like obsess about having the perfect set, having the perfect, um, meal plan, like watching every macro, like you start. It's never enough anymore in my experience. Like I'm constantly like, and I still kind of carry this with me as the obsessive of like, I need to be better and do better and do more and be the best I can. And like, that comes like, Yes, it's good at first, but then when it does tr- cross into that like negative obsessive territory, it's yeah. like, okay, like it's also okay to mess up sometimes. It's also it's okay to have balance sometimes. Like you don't have to constantly be so hard on yourself. I, yeah. I definitely fall into a, and that kind of leads to like the physical aspect of like the body dysmorphia and stuff like that. But like I put so much pressure on myself, especially in a prep, because I'm like, well, I need to be perfect. And if I'm not perfect, everyone's going to know I'm not perfect. Exactly. And it's like, first off, no one's paying attention, no yeah. one cares. But second off, like, be nicer to yourself like you shouldn't have to like force that level of obsession on yourself yeah and that's like the duality of these two like light and shadow is that the light side could be you have this like massive increase of like mental resilience and on the other side you can be super obsessed with the mental resilience that you know you have. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I expect more of myself because I know I've done this, I've done this. And that can just flow into like aspects of your life that are actually not beneficial for you mentally. I mean, the one example that I think of here is um, when people start counting macros, like macros can be super great to help you be a little bit more flexible with your diet, but then they'll, they'll get to a point with some people counting macros, some people won't, but you obsess over every single gram, every little thing. You have to go back to your phone to track it. I used to obsess over vegetables. Yeah. I'd be like that gram of green bean has too many carbs. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on now. (laughs) Exactly. And this is where it can get like actually very unhealthy and you can be so obsessive to where you can't like function in society. Like you can't like, sorry, I can't go out anywhere. I can't do anything. Um, that doesn't like go with my diet. And when you're on prep, most of the time you can't do that. There's a certain point where you, you have to take that yeah. time for yourself to it's not do those things. just the last few weeks, typically for most people though. Like most of the time you can still have somewhat of a balance, even though it's not in your, in your health, like, and nutrition side, you yeah. can still have balance with the relationships and like friends and things exactly. you do in your life. Exactly. How you spend your free time. Instead of becoming a hermit, which yes, I always which do. Which I always do. <laughs> people say which, which I always do. Which we both always do. We're already hermits. So yeah. Speaking of being a hermit, we'll talk about this next one. So the light side of bodybuilding or one of the positives can be the self-discipline that you have. Everybody's always talking about like, how do I build better discipline? Uh, Some people are more disciplined than me. Like, how do I do this? I genuinely don't think that anyone is built with discipline. Mm -hmm. I think that it's something to where you learn it just like anything else. Like people don't just come out of the wound like Mrs. Confident. You're just like a little baby thing. It's like conditioning. It's things that happen in your life. Um, Not keeping promises that you make to yourself over and over and over. And then you just like give up on yourself. But 
bodybuilding can teach you self-discipline with so many things, with posing, with um, getting all the things that you need to get done, with meal prepping, making sure that when you go places that you have the things that you need, that you have a gym, that you're um, recovered. Like these are disciplines that are really hard for people to master and bodybuilding, like it's one giant space where you can do all of those things. Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing back to like proving things to yourself. And I think it starts small. I think people always like struggle with the word like willpower of like, well, how don't you eat that? And it's like bodybuilding's putting this like almost time sensitive, like, Hey, just for the next 14 weeks, you're not going to eat that. It's true. And that teaches to yourself of, Oh, I can live without it. Oh, I like don't constantly have to have junk food in my house or I don't need to have two cheat meals every week. Like it just yeah. shows you like what you're capable of doing outside of like what you think you're capable of doing it's true the one quote that I always say to myself during those times is food will always be there mm-hmm. your goals won't and that helps me know that in this small time frame of my life where I am in a season of pushing and pushing and pushing that for this season no I might not be able to go all the social events maybe I won't be able to eat all the foods that everybody else is doing but when I go into a season of my life where I'm in the off season those things will still be there McDonald's will still be there Chick-fil-a will still be there the Taco Bell that's down the street will still be there just because you can't have them in these little moments right now doesn't mean that it's gone forever so like you said it can help you really push through that barrier of knowing like I think it's this empowering. isn't just my life forever. It's an I I now know that if I want to turn it on, I can turn it on whenever I want to turn it on. Yeah. All of us have that little switch. Some of us just choose never to turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to, and I feel like having a prep like forces it upon you and then it becomes second nature. Like it's, it's, it's hard to just like make that choice. And that's why I always like having a prep as like, I always viewed it as just having an end goal. Like, oh, I just need to be at a certain place in my life at this date, which is show day. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that end date, it's kind of like hard to be like, well, how long am I doing this for? How long am I dieting for? Like, when will this end? And like having an end point, I think helps. Yeah. Personally. Having some sort of goal. Yes. But also don't forget about the journey. Yes. Don't forget about the journey. So. Now, because you have like so much discipline and you're adhering to a strict regimen, a strict regimen and diet, and you have to change your lifestyle, which is a lifestyle that most people are trying to follow. It might not be the specific bodybuilding lifestyle, but just general health and fitness. This can cause, which is a little negative side of it, which can be the social isolation, which Kendall and I were talking about, to where. The demands of bodybuilding can be so much, including training, your schedule, dietary requirements, supplements that you need to take. Um, You have limited flexibility with social activities. Like just, you can't just pick up and go anywhere and just go. Like I can't just book a flight and just go somewhere or you have to plan your travel to Houston. I have to pack my meals. I have to make sure that there's a gym there. I need to make sure that the hotel maybe has like a cardio machine. You can't just like be willy nilly with things, mm-hmm. which can cause you to social isolate because you're like, sorry, I got to go to the gym. Sorry, I can't eat that. I'm on prep. And then some people around you might not understand and they might be little twerps about it and make you feel bad about it because they don't get it. I've you know? definitely lost a lot of friends that comes with like this social isolation thing, mostly because they just don't understand what I'm doing. And I think they view it as like, a, oh, she doesn't want to hang out with us. And yeah. it's like a no, I, I don't have the energy to hang out with you or like, yeah. no, you guys are going out to drink and I don't want to be in that atmosphere right now. Yeah. Um, 
some people definitely take it personally. I never do. Like, I understand if people stop inviting me to things, I get it. It's fine. I'm introverted anyway. I'm good. Um, but I know a lot of people that are used to being super social, like cutting back on that and having to be inside more is really challenging. It's true. That's very true. And a lot, I, it, what's funny is I, it is hard for me to understand that aspect of of it Same. because when people are like, how do you, how do you not drink? And I'm like, that's never yeah. been an issue for me. So I guess you're right. Like but that would a lot be of people really is. challenging because it's like a, a social aspect of it that where you go to a bar or you go to a restaurant, like you have a drink and you hang out with people and then you don't have that. So this can just be an opportunity to honestly find other creative ways to connect with people yes, that yes. don't be, that are Make not centered gym. around food. Make the gym your social hour. That's yeah. like what I do. I did my last like full prep single and like dating's pretty damn near impossible when you're in prep, unless you're dating another bodybuilder or like yeah. someone that gets it. Um, so I was just like focused on like, okay, I'm going to try to like make friends at the gym and like talk yeah. to people more. And there was like this old man at my gold's gym that would like, like check in with me. <laughs> like he was I got an old man friend. <laughs> he was literally like 70, but at my gold's gym and he used to compete back in the day. So every time was I did it the, the gold's by our old house, uh -huh. our old place, do you know, him too? I know the man he came up to me too. He was, I was like, only go there a little bit. Like but. I literally never talked to anyone that that little interaction of like, how's your prep going? Just like, that's all I needed that whole day was just like so someone true. checking in. So, so true. it can be hard also using just to like combat this negative side. Cause it's going to happen anyway. Use social media is like that that um communication point with a lot of people we love documenting our preps obviously and that's like what got us a lot of the followers we have mm -hmm. is having people that have questions or want to talk about or just follow our journey so it's nice having that outlet to share it but if you don't have that like at least try to find one friend that you can talk about how your prep is going to just so yeah. uh, back to the support system you're not like so self-isolated exactly having some people supporting you whether it is online or it's at the gym and I talked about it I think we both talked about it in a previous episode but yeah having that gym or that little outlet where it's like, you get me, right? Like, yeah. you get me? Like, I'm Zach's friend, Brayden, who's on prep right now, where his show's like a couple weeks before or after mine. Yeah. So we're on prep, like, together. Yeah. Like, we're doing it's it together. It's so nice so having someone like that. Every like, time I see him. Me and you did the same nationals, mm -hmm. and it was so nice that every Saturday we would hit legs, and I would be able to be like, so what's your cardio like right now? Are you also dying? And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel terrible. It makes you feel I don't better. Be here. You're in it. <laughs> you're in here? it together. If you have a friend that's interested in prepping, like prep with someone. That yeah. Makes it if that's so a much thing, better. like do it together. Yeah. Have that little buddy. Even if you're just struggling to get to the gym, like try and find that little buddy that can help you. Yes. Um, now moving into the last two that we have. So positive side of bodybuilding can be a healthy diet of whole foods. I cannot express how much like clearer my skin is, how much more yes. hydrated I am. I'm eating whole foods. I'm supplementing properly. I'm not just like winging it and like I'm having my greens. I'm having my fiber. I'm taking my nighttime pills so that I can relax and go to sleep. Like everything is on track and it's just wild how when like I'll get off of prep and like I start eating more foods. My skin breaks out. I, I look yep. like SpongeBob when he gets the suds <laughs> and he's like gray in the face. I feel like that's me right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a lot of people don't eat whole foods like on the regular. Look, look, this is America. We got Taco Bell and I'm I'm a fan of Taco Bell. I'm a friend. I, I love Taco Bell. And processed foods are just so readily available mm -hmm. for us that it's so easy to do that a lot of people will 
opt for the processed foods rather than the whole foods. And so when you're on prep, like you're, you're very focused on having whole foods and consistently feeding yourself throughout the day and not just waking up and having a coffee and then driving to work. And then you're on a caffeine high and you haven't had any water. Um, and then maybe you have like a burger for lunch, which is what I did for so many years. Yeah. And I just got used to feeling a constant mental fog throughout the day that I thought that was my normal. That's not normal, guys. It's not normal for your digestion to be off. It's not normal for you to walk around in fog. It's not normal for your skin to be like breaking out when you eat. Well, that's actually kind of normal for your skin to break out when you eat terrible foods, but just feeling like I think it's proof that you are eating terrible foods. Like every time I have like too much sugar, I'll get headaches more. I'll get brain fog more. Your body tells you. Yeah. Listen to it. Even if you're listening to this and you're like, "Eh, I don't think I'm ever going to prep. Like maybe you just like to listen to us. Yeah. Still like try to assess these things. Try to like implement like at least like, okay, for the next few weeks, I'm going to change this. I'm going to start drinking a gallon a day or I'm going to take out any candy I eat on a weekly basis, just see how that affects you. And then like, obviously prep takes that all to the extreme because you're prioritizing it. Yeah. It's like you really only are eating whole foods and maybe like some protein powder. This is making me realize I need to clean up my diet. (laughs) As I'm listening, I'm like, I do miss that like mental clarity of being in prep. It's crazy. I'm like on, we, I've been doing it eight weeks so far eating like whole foods. Nothing is processed. I think maybe only, uh, protein if -hmm. we're calling like protein uh is processed but i just feel so clear throughout the day i don't wake up super foggy um obviously when we get later in prep like i'm going to be foggy for other reasons which Mm -hmm. will be just the intense amount of cardio or training and lack of food but right now like i am riding this high of like the mental clarity that eating foods that are natural give me now flip side flip side of that could be the dietary restrictions can be very hard on you. So this, you, you follow a strict diet to get to a physique that you are wanting. So it can really, it can lead, definitely lead to restrictive eating patterns, which I've talked about a lot previously. It can also lead to nutrition, nutrition, nutrient deficiencies. <laughs> you got it. I need to enunciate. <laughs> We've been filming for a yes. minute already. You're good. Um, and un- unhealthy relationships with food. Yes. So Which the, we've both experienced. Yeah. Once you pendulum swing so high to one side, which can be a strict bodybuilding diet, inevitably there might be a swing backwards to where people have experienced this before, where you're, you can't stop eating after a show. Your ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, is just like punching you in the face. And you're so hungry because you're eating all the fat, sugar, and salt that you haven't had for a couple of months. And your body is like, yes, yes, yes. They make it highly addictive for a reason. So that's why we have these things all around the corner because we get that huge hit of dopamine that we haven't had in a long time. We forget about how good it feels to feel the clarity of eating the food. So this is what could potentially happen and things that you might want to look out for. Yeah. Especially going back to that post-show we've talked about, like that can typically be the hardest time to like navigate. Well, what are my eating habits supposed to be like now you go from eating really clean in the beginning of your prep to becoming almost overly restrictive for most people, depending on your metabolism towards the end of your prep to now like, okay, I'm supposed to eat healthy again, but like I've been craving all these things for all this time. How do I not give into that? And it's a really hard road to navigate there. Definitely. And I wanted to touch like briefly on at least the eating habits because you go from one end of the spectrum to 
kind of like quote unquote freedom Mm -hmm. in the food choices, especially if you don't like continue with the coach and you're not still eating on a meal plan and stuff. So there can be, it could be hard. You can maybe fall into binge eating patterns, which is what I did. Um, Realizing for me, it started from 15 when I was in wrestling and I had to cut weight for a show to compete, not a show to compete. (laughs) I got what you meant. (laughs) So bodybuilding brain. Um, so I've been doing this pattern for such a long time. So when I first shows started coming up, I was like, Oh, this pattern just came back into my life again. Yeah. So that's just something that I want you guys to be aware of just in case that that's something that you've struggled with in the past, um, or overly fixating on having to be perfect after your show. There's some people that will go the extreme and they won't lift their calories at all because they're so afraid of what might happen, which can also be very dangerous because you can't be that lean forever because it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. You can't live with that much brain fog and like function as a human. And so, yeah, there's different kind of extremes that can come from this. So just be careful. And it's more common than you think. And we did an episode on post-show, didn't we? I don't know. We've done one on binge eating. We've done one on post shows a little bit ago. Post show blues? Didn't we? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm going to check. But okay. if we did, if we didn't, we're going we to have to do it. We probably should one. do that. But I'm pretty sure we did. And if we did, I would listen back to that if you are towards the end of your prep, just to like start mentally preparing yourself. Because I think once you're already post show and you're already dealing with the negative, it's harder to like combat that rather than being prepared for it. So. I just realized you say already, already. with a O. You say o- already. O- already. It's the New Yorker in me. Yeah. New Yorker. New York. Give me a coffee. Give me a coffee. <laughs> and the last one, benefit of bodybuilding is goal setting. Like you set out to do something and you freaking do it. It ties back into the keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Yep. You set out to compete on this date. You do that thing. You don't quit. You don't give up. Unless like sometimes you have to or something. <laughs> a show changes. A show changes, I think whatever. setting many goals throughout prep too. I noticed myself like just being far more, like we talked about when you're like confident and motivated, it trickles into other parts of your life. And I'm far more like goal setting oriented my whole prep for like yeah. even my business and so true. like relationships, just everything. I'm like very goal driven versus like when I'm not in that in that, like I'm working towards something mindset, it's hard to be like, oh, I should be setting goals still. It's true. So I do notice I would just work a lot harder and am more like goal oriented when I'm in a prep versus not. Definitely. I mean, this can also apply to other aspects of your life, setting goals, like Kendall said, and your business with your goals and your relationships or your marriage or with your kids. So you're setting out to do this really incredible thing, like competing on stage, like in a bikini with the best physique possible. It leads you to believe that you can also do these other goals in your life that maybe you were putting off because you didn't think that you were worthy or capable or confident enough to do it. Um, but this one is really important. The shadow side of this can be tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. So when you're competing, People who have competed before will probably say, like, they're going like, "Uh uh-huh. You have such tunnel vision for that goal, for that trophy, for that show date, which can be awesome because it drives you. It motivates you. It helps you get up every day and do the things that you need to do. But it also can cause you to not put blinders on you. And you don't see anything that's on the left. You don't see anything that's on the right. I did Mm -hmm. this with my relationship to where... I let my relationship with Zach just fall to the wayside to where I was getting so irritable that like if he even tried to hug me or touch me, I'd literally like Mm -hmm. flinch. And that's so terrible. And I, I hate that I 
put him through that, but I was so focused on what I needed to do and what my life was going on that I literally didn't care about my friendships, my relationships. And I definitely put a damper on my relationships with like my family and my friends and with my partner that I love so much that are supporting me yeah. because you're of this tunnel vision. Them away. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that ties into like, we've talked about, you have to enjoy the journey, not just show day, mm-hmm. because if you only enjoy show day, you're only going to have two minutes on that stage and that's not going to feel like enough and you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. So like definitely try to appreciate the things around you through the process, like look at all the positives we talked about this episode, try to focus on those every day of the prep, not just yeah. like, oh, I'll feel good on show day. I just need to make it to show day. Cause then, yeah, like you said, like you don't notice anything else going on around you. And then yeah. like the, I definitely see a lot of relationships fail for preps. I had just talked to my, about my own experience. I had dated a bodybuilder and he helped me prep for my first ever show. Mm. And we already didn't have a great relationship. I've talked about it before. Um, but like towards the end of prep, like my sex drive is lower. Like you said, mm. physical touch in general is just irritating. Like everything yeah. is annoying. And I already you're get just, hangry. I'm trying to live, bro. Exactly. I already get hangry. And then like you're adding like someone else's needs on top of that. It can be really hard to like. Because their needs them. aren't getting met. And yeah. you can, you're just barely trying to get your needs. Like you're trying to survive. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's a selfish sport. We've talked about that, which is a beautiful thing, but then also has um, its negative sides for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And the biggest thing for me, and I want to wrap up this episode with a story because my first two shows, I um, had tunnel vision so bad. And this is when the, the, the relationships and stuff, this is where it came from that I was talking about, but I was just so focused on the show date, the trophy and winning that I didn't even enjoy the process and the journey. And when I went on stage, which you're right, lasted so, it was so quick that show we did together, the Adela. You were there, right? I didn't do that one. What? I did the Adela the next year. Did I do that? You did that show. <laughs> that was your first show, other than the Alpha Lee one. But we did the Adela. Not no, I was there. We did national Yes, together. I was there with yeah, you, you watching. Were, was you that? were at my Adela. I was at your show. I was not at your Adela. Okay, so Adela <laughs> is a show. Yeah, it's just in, a local show. Yeah, it's a local show. So I got on stage, did the thing. And it was over so fast. And, you know, I I still felt excited like that night and everything. And the next day, because I had such hard tunnel vision on the trophy and the show date and what it all meant and the the accolades and what my family thought, um, what Instagram thought, I like fell into one of the deepest depressions that I've ever been into because I was so focused on that end game that that's the only thing that mattered and that thing was gone. So what did I have now? It felt like I had nothing now. So this is why I want to really reiterate why this tunnel vision can be great, but it can also just make sure that you look left, make sure that you look right, and you don't forget about the people and the things that are around you and that are important, the people that ground you, the people that love you, that support you, and also remember that the journey there is more important than the goal and the trophy because – Trophies collect dusts, our yeah. bodies sag, and it won't always be there. But you'll always remember the, the time that you said, I'm going to flip that switch and we're going to go. You're going to remember that yes. more than anything. I have chills. Yeah. So. Another thing I want to add, take photos. Take so many photos. Take them all. When you're in that tunnel vision and some of these negative things we talked about, 
and I'll give like, we have more episodes for bodybuilding basic and I'm sure we'll touch on this because it is my biggest recommendation to anyone in prep is like, appreciate this time, appreciate how lean you are because it's easy to get in your head and not see it and not feel it, but like document your journey. Even if you don't post it, send it to anyone, share it, just have it. And I feel like that is the most like motivating thing to look back on of like, oh wow, I did that. Or like, oh wow, on that day, I didn't think I was like able to do my cardio and I did it and I cried, but I did it. And like just those mini wins, it's good to document for yourself. Very true. Every prep, I'm like, I have to document more. I have to, and I document a lot it for the average like person. Enough, I swear. But I'm, I know that this time I want to document even more, like even just the mundane kind of day to day, like how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. because those are always going to be great to look back on, especially when you do achieve whatever goal it is to be like, I literally thought there that I wasn't going to be able to do it. Yeah. I wasn't going to be able to go on and I wanted to quit and I didn't give up. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what really matters right there. Yes. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We love filming these for you. We will see you soon. Next? Week. Next? In Something? two days, if this is posted on Monday. In two days. We'll see you in two days. So, be at the edge of your seats. And as always, we love you all so much, and you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.